Welcome to our show. The name of our show is What Do You Think? My name is Missy. And my name is Missy's brother. Yep. Okay, Robert. There we go. I do have a question about the cross. Okay. So when I got, uh, you know, when I was accepted Christ and everything, I was 17 and, um, you know, I told you that nothing had really, I didn't feel anything or anything like that. And at that time, I would feel like my sin was forgiven to that point. Mm -hmm. And then I would go a little longer and be like, oh, I got to absolve again or I've got to, it kept going like that for years and years and years until mom told me one time, no, his blood is for all of our sin, all of the time. Because if you think about it, he died on the cross and shed his blood that day. He didn't do it in segments. Where Okay, I'm sure. covering this sin and this sin and this sin. So uh, I think that took me a long time to get that, you know, I, I didn't have to, I wasn't accruing my sin and all of a sudden going, oh, Lord, I need to go back. and Not that I don't repent of my sin, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not going to be saved if I don't absolve from here to here or here to here, this time period, this time period. So it took me years to get that. Yeah, and I think the the idea of what we talked about a minute ago, the how. Yeah. Think about the nature change. Mm-hmm. So when we accept him, his nature is um, is a nature free of sin. Yeah. So when we accept him, he changes our nature. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a sin nature. So if he's changing that nature, not, don't forget about the physical sins. Yeah. Just for a second, and just think of the missing the mark of who you are right. and who I am. Mm-hmm. We're no longer that person. Mm-hmm. So we can't miss the mark. Does that make sense? You still sin because right. you're in a physical body. Right. The outside temple. The outside temple, the uh, the part of the outside temple was where everybody could come to. Mm-hmm. Everybody. If you, didn't matter whether you were Jewish or a pagan, it didn't matter. You could stand in the outside court right outside the temple. Mm-hmm. The inside court was for the priests, and that's where they did their work. Think about that compared to the soul. The soul does the work. It's where mm-hmm. we think. It's where we you know, contemplate. Yeah. It's all that. But the inside, only God was allowed there and the high priest. And the high priest had to be cleansed before he went there. Mm-hmm. So the body's the same way. So the physical part of it is we're, we're interacting with the world all the time and we get distractions and we, yeah, do we do things that are missing the mark with God? Yeah, but they're not permanent because they can't be because our nature's not that way anymore. Right. So it doesn't matter. I don't, don't say it that way because people take it the wrong way. It does matter, but it doesn't, it doesn't affect who we are by what we do. Right. Because we're not what we do. That does not make up who we are. Mm-hmm. We're made up of the fact that we, 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 our nature's changed to his nature. Yeah. We now are who he is. So by doing that, that's the reason regeneration is important because if not, then you do have to go back every year. And Hebrews says that that doesn't work. The book of Hebrews says it doesn't work to go back every year. If calf and goats, goats could pay for your sin, there'd be no need for a savior. Yeah. And right. his was permanent because right. it changed our nature. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does make sense. Does it? Huh? Does it really? Yeah, it is kind of deep. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Well, here's the thing. I've been thinking about this for years. You've been thinking about it for 25 minutes and 43 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) That's how long the uh, cast has been going on, folks. Yeah, he can talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I can sing, too, but we're not getting into that i got a couple of questions for you. I'm going to go ahead and ask both of them in the beginning. Before you do that. Yes. <laughs> our last conversation, I wanted to add something that's really confusing. Oh, good. Go ahead. 
and it won't answer any of these questions that we're talking about. All right. But there's a belief out there when it talk, talks about the word, it does lead back to our last conversation, talks about the word blessed. Because yeah. blessed has a couple of different definitions in Scripture. One of them has, actually has to do as if you're doing a eulogy at a uh, funeral. And that word is in Greek is eulogy or something like that. So anyway, it's, it's a, it derives, and it's just basically saying nice things like, Missy, you're very pretty. I just blessed you. Well, thanks. you're welcome. In the book of Matthew, there's this whole set of blessings in chapter five, mm-hmm. and those that word "blessed" there actually has a completely different meaning. Mm-hmm. It's it's always interpreted as happy, and that is not what it means. So the reason it goes back to the last conversation is the word actually means to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit and to be completely satisfied, mm-hmm. meaning that God lives inside of us, changes our nature, and. We are satisfied with whatever's happening around us in the physical world mm-hmm. because our spiritual world and our spiritual connection with God is complete. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else you can do. You learn, but that's not really on a spiritual level. He's given us everything because he gave us himself. So that word is actually a completely different meaning than being nice to somebody mm-hmm. or getting a car. I was blessed because I got a car. That's not the same thing. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Well, thank you for yeah. that, Robert. A little diversion there. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome back. So Wait, the did we question go <laughs> we did. So in Genesis, Genesis, that's our southern accent coming in there, folk. <laughs> in Genesis, why did God? <laughs> oh my lord! In Genesis, why did God put an opportunity for us to sin by having the tree of knowledge? <laughs> the knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> oh, Keep going. Lord. In Genesis, why did God put an opportunity for us to sin by having the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life? And number two, where did the snake come from? Snake? Who said it was a snake? Serpent. It says serpent. Where did the serpent come from? Hmm. So you want to go to question one or two? Let's go to question one first because it's a, it's about the actual um, it's nature of God. So we read in the New Testament and we see in the Old Testament that the nature of God is love. Mm-hmm. You know what that means is he's every essence of him is love. It's a love we can't understand. It's agape love. It's a love that gives freely, asks nothing back in return. So what he said was, you're going to have this choice. Free choice. You. you have free choice. You have free will yeah. to make your own choice as to whether you want to be with me or where you want to go your own way. Mm-hmm. And our instinctive nature as we are right now is to go our own way. Mm-hmm. But we always feel that hole that we should have a relationship with God. Right. So he said, here, you're going to have that choice. Mm-hmm. And he gave the choice specifically for his free will that he could say, because if there's no free will, there's no love. If there's right. no love, there's no free will. He shows how much he loves us by saying, you can reject me. I love you anyway. Mm-hmm. But you can reject me. Right. And when you reject me, there's consequences to that rejection. Mm-hmm. And this is how the first time, he, the first way he showed it was to say the tree of the good the, uh, good and evil and the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Now, those two have their own description because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God was the only one that could see at that point Adam and Eve couldn't. Right. Good and evil. They only saw him. Now, think about that. They didn't see the trees. They did. But their relationship and their nature was wrapped around who God was until the fall. Yeah. So once the fall happened, and they partook of the fruit from the, the serpent, <laughs> at that point, they said, the serpent said, hey, this is a delicious fruit. Oh my I don't gosh. know why he had a French accent. I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but 
for those of you out there going, hey, that's not a French accent, shut up. Um, <laughs> so you had the, 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 they had the choice then to not eat and to eat. Mm-hmm. They chose to, to eat, partake of the serpent, who mm-hmm. was a created being of God. Everything that was in the garden was created by God, it says, in those first you know, six days. Yeah. First five days, and then man was six. So, but man, uh, all of that was created, and he was created at that that point. Now, there could be arguments, of course, that he was created before that because it was truly Lucifer and uh, you know, and the, and the serpent. So, angels were created before that. So, the serpent is there are a fallen angel. There, there are arguments that it is it is a fallen angel that it is Lucifer, and it's mm-hmm. probably true. I mean, there's no way we'll know till we get there. Right. Then we'll know everything. Yeah. That that he knows. But uh, it's at that point, it really doesn't matter because that's not part of the story. Mm-hmm. The story is actually Adam's fall from from God. Adam choosing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil versus the tree of life. Now, if you'll notice at that point, God's talking to himself, so to speak. He says we over and over again. And when you look at it, even in the Hebrew, mm-hmm. it's in the plural meaning that God's talking to Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The three of them are mm-hmm. part of this equation because God is three in one. It's uh, a whole so, other episode. Oh, another episode <laughs> brought on by the knowledge that we shouldn't have. Anyway, so they said, or the God said, we should separate him because if not, he'll partake of the tree of life. Now, what's the tree of life? I don't know. Good, because we'll jump to Revelation. Okay. And you'll see the tree of life is the only tree next to the river. Oh, and it and it produces fruit. Yeah, right. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Twelve kinds of fruit. Twelve sounds good. No, I think it is twelve. Yeah. Awesome for the twelve disciples, the twelve stones, and the twelve what? Twelve temple gates. Yeah, keep going. This There's is good. Four? Yeah, I think I'm out of twelve. Twelve tribes. Twelve tribes. Well, that's yeah. Because everything comes out of the 12 tribes, 12 gates, 12 disciples are all kind of based on that number. Another whole episode. Look at all these episodes we got coming up. (laughs) Yeah, stay tuned because we'll be back with another episode. (laughs) And this one we'll have a, uh, anyway. So that's that discussion. The part about the, the, uh, as you said, snake, uh, we shall say serpent so that we won't be berated by those who read the scripture and see serpent. Okay. Uh, But he did crawl on his belly, I understand. Right. Someone told me that. Uh, but the serpent, of course, was again a created being. Where the chicken? What was first, the chicken and the or the egg? And of course, the answer is chicken because the chicken was created, not hatched. Ah. See, lifelong question now answered. All your answers right here. <laughs> That's right. If you want to sponsor us, just let us know. Yeah, please. All right. So we have a question from JJ. All right. It is from Matthew twenty-seven thirty. Two through 56, and I'm going to read from 51 on, Matthew 27, 51, I'm starting. And at once the veil of the Holy of Holies of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split apart. The tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints, God's people who had fallen asleep in death, were raised to life. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection... They entered the holy city and appeared to many people. So this was right after Jesus died, crucified on the cross. This is what happened. And her question is, can you explain the significance of the tearing of the curtain? That's her first question. The veil. 
The second question is, the holy people that were raised to life, were they in their fleshly bodies? What is the significant meaning here? The uh, first question about the veil. Um, The way the temple was designed, we talked about that in one of the other earlier, a little bit earlier. Um, It had the, you have the outer court, you have the inner sanctum, and then you have the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was separated mm-hmm. where God went, especially when they were in the tent and the, Moses was dragging them through the, the desert. Yeah. And some screaming, no more manna. I don't like manna. <laughs> yeah, have some more, sir. I forget some more porridge. <clears throat> and Moses is going, shut up. Yeah. Uh, so he's dragging them through the desert. And anyway, he's got that Charlton Heston voice. Uh, and that they, they're taking the temple with them. It's in a tent. And mm-hmm. in that tent of meetings, they would have, again, the outside court, the inner court, yeah. and then the Holy of Holies. That was separated by a veil. Mm-hmm. What that was was that veil represented the separation between God and man. When Jesus died on the cross, that veil, and if you, you have to read it the way it, it's, it's, it states it because it's important, was torn from the top to the bottom, mm-hmm. meaning that man couldn't have torn it. Right. Only God could have. So God himself came in physical form and through the death of himself on the cross, uh, that separation was gone. Mm-hmm. There was no longer a separation between God the Father because that veil represented sin. Right. It's our sin keeping us to have a, from having a relationship with him. We couldn't go into the inner court. We couldn't go into the Holy of Holies because that veil was there, that veil that separated, which, which was us, uh, our, our sin. <clears throat> so when it tore, God tore it. And God took that separation away. So that's what that represents, and I think that's why it's important in Matthew when he talks about that. Mm-hmm. So, Saying the law is gone, is that what you mean? Yeah, basically the law's mm-hmm. not gone. Not gone. We can get into that a little bit more later. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But the law is completed. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to think about it. It's that it's not so much that he he got rid of the law, even though he did. He, he completed it. So we can, the law is, is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. Cool. Okay. Were you going to add to that? You said you was, you'd say something, too. No, I, I, I'm good. Okay. I wanted the second. You want the second question. Hmm. But do we really? <laughs> the, the, to answer the question, resurrection is about physical. So I'll let you answer the question now. Were they physical or were they spiritual? Well, from what you told me earlier, I would say physical. Exactly. So, and what was the relevance of that? I, it was part of prophecy. Mm-hmm. But it was really, and it was part of prophecy, but also the, the belief in the resurrection. of the, the people saw people they knew. Mm-hmm. You know, in the holy city, which is Jerusalem, they looked at him and said, wait, you're dead. Yeah. Not anymore. I'm, become, I'm proclaiming the truth of Jesus Christ. I'm proclaiming the truth of what happened. So they saw for their, with their own eyes, they were witnesses to the resurrection. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of doubt. There's a whole section of that Paul talks about mm-hmm. that there's, there were sections of the Jew, the, the Jewish community then mm-hmm. that said there was no resurrection. There's another section that said there was a resurrection, and they were fighting all the time, uh-huh. whether physically or just in discussions. They would just argue about it. Yeah, they settled it. There is a resurrection, mm-hmm. and this was like a hey, guess what's coming? But even then, because they didn't they they didn't have the spirit living them, the disciples were like, I, I, we don't understand. Yeah, and and Jesus had already told them. You will later. Don't worry about it. Later on, you're going to understand because you're going to have the, the the eyes to see with. Right now, you don't have them. And then when he was resurrected, when he rose, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit got involved because he went and the Spirit came. 
Right. Which is what he said. So, if, okay, so Jesus died, mm-hmm. crucified, mm-hmm. buried. Three days later, risen from, from the dead. Where was he? For that three days? Yeah. It's a good question. You don't know. Nobody does. Uh, Peter makes a reference to it in one of his first or second, I don't know which one it is. I don't want to say first Peter, but I don't know that. That Jesus may have been uh, with the prisoners. Yeah, there's a reference in there. And it's prisoners. in the first or second Peter, huh? What do you mean? Well, he makes he just makes a reference that when he was when Jesus died for that that time frame that mm-hmm. he was gone, he was not he had not uh, risen yet. That he went to talk to the prisoners, the those that were held captive, mm-hmm. um, and it really references the 120 years of Noah. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting read actually, but I I don't completely understand all of it because I'm say I'm confused, but. Well, oh if God. you if you read it, he's his references. I probably first from a similar question. Mm-hmm. Peter was probably asked, well, "Where did Jesus go for that time frame?" Yeah. Um, my suspicion, and we'll know later, much later. Mm-hmm. But well, my suspicion is, is it was a, a resting period. I don't. I mean, I, you'll pro- we'll probably get people that are argue with us. Um, there's some that said he went to the Father, but that problem is is that he says when he comes when he's once he's risen. He says, don't touch me. I haven't been to the Father yet. So you can't really say he went to heaven. Right. Um, and the whole thing with, the whole discussion about in First Peter has to do with the time of Noah because there was a time frame there that was kind of a holding pattern mm-hmm. and you know, where God was saying, I'm going to be patient and wait. Yeah. So the the idea behind this discussion, I'm not saying I agree with it, so don't take, take it that way. Mm-hmm. But the whole discussion is that this was... Jesus now going to them and saying, okay, this is your time to repent. But that goes against a lot of things in Scripture. So it's really tough to say that's, that's what he meant when first Peter was, when Peter was talking about it. Um, I don't really find a lot of references in there as to that except for that reference in Peter. Um, nobody asking, hey, man, where you been? Right. Dude, they're too busy being in awe yeah. that he was physically back. Wherever he went, though, I mean... Was the body in the tomb for that period of time? The answer is probably yes, because as far as we can tell, he was a—he didn't rise till the third day that that morning. The Saturday we look at it as Saturday would be the seventh day. Sunday's the first day. What did uh, what did what does Jewish tradition teach us about the Sabbath? What do you do? Rest. Rest. You rest. <laughs> so from, you know, if, if the time works, then, the, you know, he was taken off the cross later Friday. Let's just use it in our calendar. He was taken off the cross sometime later Friday, mm-hmm. and he was buried. The Sabbath, um, uh, the Sabbath truly started with what would be Friday after dark, mm-hmm. after, after six, say, 6 p.m., whatever, and then went till that following Saturday night. That would be the Sabbath. And we see it as the resurrection happened that Sunday morning. That's in our calendar time reference. But in the Jewish calendar, it looks a little different. But basically, it's from sun up, sundown type thing. Right. So their their uh, idea of Sabbath is rest. So why would that not happen on that day? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, there's no way to know because we weren't there. Right. <laughs> Hello. If we were, I'm still not sure we would understand it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of So What Do You Think? We hope you will subscribe to our podcast and continue listening. You can currently find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple. Just simply type So What Do You Think in the search bar 
and the podcast should come up. You can also reach out to Robert and Missy with your questions or comments at swdyouthink at gmail.com. That's S-W-D-Y-O-U-T-H-I-N-K at gmail.com. They welcome your questions. It's fun to learn these things about the Bible that you may not know in this fun format. Now stay tuned for a sneak peek of next week's episode. What? (laughs) What? What? All right. Moving on. And the next question is, can people in hell see people in heaven and vice versa? 